Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. All right, and hello, basketball fans. This is Swish. I'm your host, Regis Mason. Joining again, my one, Darnell Jones. What's up, guys? Felt like an old one from last time, so there you go. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, um... Where where you wanna where you wanna start? Where do I want to start? Hmm. Hey. <laughs> Jimmy, what do you think of the Raptors so far? Doo-doo. But we won it what? Oh my god. But do me a favor. Take that trust the process lingo and go to hell with it. This is the way I categorize what he's doing. It is a Ponzi scheme. All right. Game seven. The worst. Game seven. The process versus the baby dinosaurs. The baby dinosaurs grew up, man. I must I must they did not. What? They didn't? No. In case you guys guys don't know what we're referencing, we're just discussing the Toronto Raptors 92-90 victory over the Philadelphia 76ers, led by Kawhi Leonard with 41 points, 11 from Pascal Siakam, 17 off the bench for Serge Ibaka, 10 from Kyle Lowry, and for Philly, 21 from 21 and 11 from Joel Embiid in a 45 surprising minutes. 16 from Jimmy Butler, 15 for Tobias Harris, 17 for Reddick, 13, 85 for Ben Simmons. How clutch was that last shot? Okay, everyone knows how clutch that last shot was. So what I do want to know is from a Sixers fan. What was all going through your mind on that last possession? Ball hits um, the rim five times before it drops. Take me through it. Well, last possession, I see quiet the ball, and I'm like, going around, and I'm just like, double him, double him, double him. I'm like, Embiid, you got to come up, because I remember this happened in game four. So, like, Embiid, head hard, head hard, head hard, double him, everything, I'm yelling. Embiid does it, hedges him hard. Um, Kawhi goes up to shoot it, and I'm like, look, and I'm like, all right, he missed it. We're going to go to overtime. It was clang. Then I just watch, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And to be completely honest with you, this is, like, this is not, not going to be a lot of people's reactions. It's just mine, right? So we're just asking for my reaction. I kind of I, – I, this is like – it was strange. I kind of laughed. I was like, man, okay. Um, <laughs> like, what, like, what am I like, – all right. <laughs> I was like, uh, I was heavy on Twitter. I was just like, good, good game. I can't even be mad. I can't be mad. That was one of the reasons. You guys got it. That's what it felt like. I was like, well, first off, I was like, we don't deserve to win. I reached that conclusion 
around the third quarter. I was like, we don't deserve to win this game because they're just beating us to every loose ball. How? Those are my thoughts. And it wasn't Embiid because Embiid was guarding the – Embiid was – Embiid changed the game out there. And he played as hard as he possibly could. Um, we lamented how he couldn't play earlier in the series. Dude, he, he single-handedly destroyed the Raptors' offense and helped stop Kawhi. They could not go to the basket on him. They couldn't. And even Kawhi started getting a little – you know, he couldn't even go up near the rim against him. Um, and so I was like, and B played phenomenal to me. Um, we'll get to that in a little bit. But when I saw the shot, I was just, I, I literally was like, wow, okay. I wasn't even upset. I was just like, all right. And this is what, to me, um, huge difference. It's not like, um, let's say, obviously, football. Keep in mind, I'm still new to like playoff basketball. It's not like the Eagles, where in playoff football, which I've suffered through forever. One shot and then boom, you're gone, and you're just like all the frustration. There's a there's build up to this. I, I was just the entire series. I was like, all right, you know, I'm watching. I'm looking for little things, and I mean, we played well on defense, but the offense still looked like to- like a toilet bowl offense. It's Brett Brown. I mean, they, late in the game, you have three shot clock violations. What am I supposed to do with that? No, we don't deserve to win this and game. It was announced yesterday by Woj. Woj bomb. Brett Brown will be returning next season as head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers, so that's that. Great. I mean, I get it. Like, I don't want him fired. After, I mean, you know, you can't fire a dude when that happens, you know? But yeah. hopefully Embiid comes back stronger. Hopefully Ben Simmons, he's got you – know, he's got one more offseason before I completely disown him. Um, and I'm actually – I actually had to defend him. Because people were like, he played awful. I was like, no, nah, he did exactly what he's been doing all year. You guys just don't watch him play. Who, who like, are we talking about? Ben Simmons. I was like, for what he does, this is basically what he does. I didn't think he played. I thought he played actually pretty well. I actually thought early, I thought he actually kept the momentum going because he was aggressive, and then we just stopped giving him the ball. Yeah. I mean, he was a plus two. I mean, that's not that bad. I've seen worse. I mean, part of the problem for me is plus four would have been the spacing. Nice. The spacing on the floor when Bean and Simmons are on the floor, it it doesn't favor Simmons. And until he's used correctly on the floor, I think you're not going to see the best of of him. And I mean, obviously, everyone. Oh man, if he can just shoot, but that kind of stuff takes time. Man. I don't think I, I don't see this working long term, this pairing. So I think I mean I think one thing that a lot of people are forgetting that the point guard was supposed to be Mark Elfos. And until they can figure out what to do with that situation, yep. try to recover from that, you're gonna be stuck because you're a playoff team, you're a team that was rebuilding that's trying to recover from a number one overall pick plus. Like, let's be honest. And that's going to take some time. The Jimmy Butler trade was something to patch up the wounds for the season. It worked until it didn't. And here we are. Yeah. I was stunned quite. A missed the free throw, and then B, Jimmy Butler took it down the floor. And I was like, are they just going to give us this game? Keep in mind, we, we had no business even 
you know, we were losing the entire fourth quarter. We just didn't look right. Um, Butler was okay. Down the, Butler was good down the stretch, but he wasn't. But the offense just kept – same thing. This is like the same thing I saw last year. I was like, oh. So, they just decided to completely take away the dribble handoff offense, which, I mean, you know, isn't that hard to do when you know it's coming every play. Right. Um, and <laughs> – Oh, they did? Okay, cool. And then the fourth quarter, we just go exclusively, exclusively, without any real change-up, to Jimmy Butler and B pick and rolls. Without any creativity. This is all we're going to do. Okay. And, I, and Tobias Harris missed a shot, and I couldn't even blame him because I was like, dude, he hasn't shot the ball in 13, 14 minutes. Tobias is actually okay. Tobias was actually good this game, I should say. Tobias and Ben Simmons actually got us to the point where we had the lead, and they just didn't see the ball at all. At, at all. I mean, whatever. It's the bench, man. If you can go to your bench and get a little bit more production, you guys would be a little bit better off. But you couldn't. And when you get when you five deep, but you can't go past if you can't, if you can't go seven deep in the playoffs, you're not gonna win. That's not gonna take you very far. It'll get you out of the first round. Good. You know, you know, you know. I don't want to hear that. The bench has been good all series. I don't want to hear that. Not really. The bench has been better than the Raptors' bench all series. Put it like that. Yeah, but you guys aren't built with a with a strong bench. When you're talking about playoffs, you need starting five, and then you need to go at least seven, eight deep. You guys aren't a team built that way. Oh, I agree with you. But I'm talking just specifically this series. They they did their job. They did. Damn, this was like a revelation. Now, this game, no. But series, yeah. They got us here. So, Not the best. We're losing six. So. so, what's next for Philly? No Jimmy Butler is a free agent. Tobias Harris is a free agent. He's gone. That's it. I don't know if Jimmy Butler resigns. Yeah. If he doesn't, if he doesn't then what? Feels like we're gonna end up with just Simmons and a B. Cause I don't. You can't. You can't desperately sign Tobias Harris to a max. I don't think so. I wouldn't do that. No way. I'm doing it. But I think one saving grace is that you do have an opening for one of those wing positions, and this is where theoretically your rookie comes in. What's his name again? I can't remember his name. The rookie that you just drafted. Dude, I don't even remember. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I have no clue. You don't Zaire. know the rookie's name? The Zaire. one that got hurt. Zaire Smith. Yeah. This is where Zaire Smith comes in. And he steps in and it won't it fill in for one of those two players. He, I mean, he's not going – obviously not going to fill in a role for Jimmy Butler. He's only going to be a second-year player. But Tobias Harris, maybe he fits in at the three and he can – do something with the starters, but besides that, I don't really see a way that you keep all of these guys. Nope. Portland, Denver. Denver pulls out a 196 win led by C.J. McCollum with 37. How exciting was this Portland-Denver series and this game? Um, this is my best part of Sunday. I had no stress. It was great. No stress involved, right? No stress, chilling. Um, and CJ McCollum. So the entire game, I 
actually said that uh, Dame needed to score 35 because it just was what it felt like. Yeah. Um, so I was like, he's got to explode. He's got to explode. But I just didn't realize CJ was exploding. And first quarter, he had 15. He kept him in the game, kept him in the game. And then CJ in the second half was like, no, I'm just going to do this myself, apparently. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, he, sa- he saved he saved Dame. He really did. Just call it what it is. Because if, if, if you're going to make that claim that Dame is a um, – you can make the claim now because of the C.J. McCollum game. Because of this game, you can now make the claim that he's the second-best point guard in the league. Dame? Yeah, I think I think you can. Over Kyrie, over Westbrook. He's beaten Westbrook. Kyrie, lame, though. Yeah, I think it's an argument for that, especially with Chris Paul being out of the picture. Yeah, Chris Paul's completely out of the picture. And it's so really, I mean – so other than other than Steph, it's like all right. I guess Dame's just like right. But if he loses this game, closest thing to Steph that you got in the league. Yeah, but if he loses this game and he was bad, one for twelve at one point, he was awful. I was like, is Dame gonna help at all? The answer was not. I mean, a little bit. <laughs> he did hit a clutch three at the in the. He hit a clutch three in the fourth. He had to hit something. He had to hit a shot. <laughs> he was going to have put, to. I think it put Portland up five or so. That was big. The steal and then Turner and then the quick pass and the three. Yeah. Huge. But he knew where to get the ball at the end. <laughs> and this started a whole conversation about the mid range jump shot. <laughs> yeah. And this turned into analytics versus playing the game. Where do you uh, okay? Where do you stand as far as the mid-range jump shot? This is just interesting for us to discuss. Um, do you feel I mean, as a, a useless I, shot? Do you feel it's definitely not useless? I mean, I'm watching and I'm like the two, the two, the two stars of Sunday were killing people in the mid-range. I mean, Kawhi Leonard—that's that's his go-to. They you do develop it to it's unstoppable. Like Kawhi did, and CJ was like, "I'm just gonna go wherever I want to go." Uh, so he was getting to the basket a lot, but he was shooting a lot of the floaters and stuff. Range jumper is not useless, I th- and I think in the playoffs it becomes, you could argue, more valuable because um, you see Kevin Durant. I mean, the best players in the world—that's their shot. They can shoot threes. You do have this to. Is, do- this is the funny part about it because if analytics tells you that that's a pass bad shot, right? Yeah. Analytics doesn't tell you the whole story, and that's the part about analytics. That's why Numbers Never Lie didn't last very long with ESPN, because they lie all the time. And it's funny. You can't say Michael Jordan's the best player of all time and say that the mid-range jump shot is useless, because Michael Jordan's patented shot was a mid-range fadeaway. Most of his shots that he made throughout his career, his iconic shots, were terrible mid-range jump shots. Yep. Obviously, the game's changed, and we understand the value of a three-point shot as opposed to a, a tough pull-up, too. I think we kind of exaggerated – well, I don't say we, but people exaggerated the point of the mid-range being a bad shot when if I, if I have a three, if I'm open for three, I'm not going to pump fake, and I can pump fake and take one step in. I think that's – I don't like that shot compared to, compared to – taking a sidestep and taking a three. 
I don't like the foot on the line. The foot on the line too is a terrible shot to me. That's where it's yeah. like, okay, that's a bad shot. But yeah. if you're talking about if you're talking about 17 feet, 15 feet, if you can get a clean look, that's a good shot. I feel like you got to play the game, and if the game is forcing you, depending, you know, so you, you watch Portland play, they play a lot of pick and roll, and yeah. if they, if CJ is going to get the defender to drop back and he's going to give him that mid-range pull-up that he's comfortable taking every time down the court and he takes it and it goes in every time down the court, I have nothing to complain about. But yeah. when you're talking about a bad jump shot or a bad shot as opposed to – I'll say it's a bad shot when you don't have anything to go to and you just chuck up a reckless long jump shot, a reckless long two, that's a bad shot. But it's, it would be a bad shot if it was from three as well. It's just a bad shot in general. It's not that about the, the spacing on the floor. It's just about time, possession, everything, that situation, all of that matters. And CJ played the game in his life. I was glad I was able to watch it. And a lot of people were able to wake up to how talented CJ really is. Yeah. I mean, CJ, I mean, again, when people talk about – this is like another conversation I was having with friends um, that – Dame didn't have any help. I was uh, CJ McCollum. I mean, you know, CJ, CJ's out there. I mean, he was great all year. This is exactly the moment he's been waiting for. Game six, he was phenomenal in game seven. I mean, a CJ McCollum game right there. Dame yeah. had his game goal five in the first round. And this one was all about CJ McCollum just being phenomenal. I mean, he, he was unstoppable. And they tried. And, and the, the, the part about it was they put um, – uh, Tory Craig on him at the end, their, their star defender, the guy who's been like, who's uh, helping stop Dame, I guess you could say, this game. And, and CJ just, he's like, he said that to the coach, he's like, this guy can't guard me. Because honestly, in that game, nobody, nobody, nobody was guarding him that night. And I think, I'm forget who made the point. I, I think it was during the broadcast, but someone said that CJ had some Lou Williams to him. And I'm looking, I'm like, that's a great comparison. That's exactly who he reminded me. Like after after I heard it, I was like, oh, it might have been Mark Jackson. Probably was Mark Jackson. I wanted to say it was Mark Jackson. I remember just after that. Yeah, and, and exactly right. I mean, he looked that was a Lou Williams explosion. He was on Steve's unguardable. <laughs> period. If, yeah, if you watch Lou Williams, a lot of his a lot of his game is in the mid range. A lot of yeah. microwave scores, they use that mid range because it's an easy shot. They can get it off in space and once you get that kind of shot going, it just opens up the whole floor for everything else. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because around the, the second, third, you know, I don't know if you followed or not, but when I when I when I when I started getting when I started actually using Twitter, I got I get Twitter fingers. I started saying stuff, but around the second, third quarter, I was like, "Yo, CJ's the best player on the court right now." Oh, it was easy. It was easy. But, but I, I didn't want to say it because I was like, if he fades, I'm gonna look bad. But I was like, he's no, the- that's not a that's not a bold statement because if you watch Portland a lot, there's nights where it's they they play a lot of your turn, my turn basketball, and when CJ got it going, he's the best player on the floor. And it's nothing. I mean, I don't. I, don't I just know. I don't know both teams. He played better than Jokic. Very great series. Um, Jamal Murray kind of – Jokic had 29 and 13, but he was 11 for 26 from the field. Jamal Murray was 17. Gary Harris, he played well. He played – he scored 15. But 
wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. They I, they started out too hot, and towards the end, I, they got they got a little fatigued. They couldn't they couldn't keep up with the pace. They couldn't keep scoring. Yeah, they just hit a wall, and I think like, Portland's defense improved definitely. The, the Nuggets just stopped. I thought the Nuggets were gonna. It looked like they were heading to one ten, one twenty, and I was like, I don't know if, the, if Portland can can reach that because remember early, I mean, the Nuggets or at least at least one ten, one fifteen. Yeah, it's exploded in that first quarter. I think they had thirty or something, right? Yeah. Something like that in the first quarter, and yeah. it was they were fifteen. Was, this is ugly. This could get really ugly. And then when they were they went up 17 with like 39 to 22, they just stopped scoring for a long period of time. And I was like, what's this happened? Right. You know, that's that's our, that's people's problem with the Nuggets. Is as good as Jokic is, someone needed to stop the bleeding. And there was just so many times where just the bleeding didn't stop. You know, Jokic played a good game, so I'm not trying to like blame him or anything. But that's where Murray has to get a little bit better. Murray was, you know. That's where we thought he was going to be after the series. We were going to talk, oh, Murray might be, who knows, maybe a top five point guard. I don't know. The point guard position's kind of taking a hit this postseason. I mean, you look um, at Paul Millsap, man. Paul Millsap's on the max deal. Ten points, what? seven rebounds. Not going to do it. Sorry. Not going to cut it. You just were waiting for that. Paul Millsap is your – he's your Wendell Carter. No, Paul Millsap's on the max deal. Wendell Carter was some lone, lonely rookie that just got drafted and had no no idea what he was getting into. This is a veteran. No, I'm not trying to hear that. No, two different circumstances. I'm not picking on Paul Millsap, but he's on the max deal. Anytime you're on a max deal, you open It's warranted, but you're picking on him, and it's fine. Just, just admit that you're doing it. No. Okay, one thing I forgot to tell, talk about was – can we talk about how – can we talk about Joel and B crying? I'm I loved not, it. I didn't – it's not that I hated it or I loved it. How – it's – it was just awkward to see because he has an ugly cry. Okay. <laughs> when you have an ugly cry like that, it's just like, man, what in the world am I watching right now? And I want – like, it's, it's not – it wasn't really that funny, but it was just like – Shocking. It was more shocking to me than anything to have an ugly cry and to have to like he's getting carried by little TJ McConnell in the walk in the room, you know, in the in the walkway towards the locker room. TJ McConnell has him draped over his shoulder, helping him to the locker room, consoling him because he can barely walk because his emotions are just running so much. Chill, my guy. I'm not I – mean, that's all I got. I'm not going – I'm not saying that anything else. I'm not saying he's soft or anything, but – I actually hope – definitely not soft. I mean, everyone's played sports has cried. Either that or you just didn't care. I mean, yeah. Okay, you watched a little bit too much whatever show because I've heard that line. What? No, I mean – No, somebody – I don't know. Somebody said that line. And I, I don't – man – it's okay. I really don't know what's going on. This is the one thing I hated about the aftermath of the Joel and B crying thing. Joel and B can get these jokes too. He's not a oh, no. No, 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 no. All of, but, no, but all of these people defending Joel and B and, and attacking people laughing at him, B, that is corny. Like, it's whack. 
Like, don't be that guy. Like, when the bully gets punched in the face and everyone laughs, all of a sudden it's not funny to laugh at people anymore, right? No, I'm saying I want them to get laughed at. He deserves it. I'm it's, a Sixers fan. It's going to last one day. Like, calm down. It's not this big indictment on his career. One day. I want him to get laughed at for a year. I want people to, whenever he puts something on Twitter, to post it. I want him to feel it. Good. Hurt. Please. Get in shape. Stop eating hamburgers. All right? And get serious. That's what it feels like. It hurts. That's what it's supposed to feel like. You know? Good. I mean, I'm interested to see what comes about from it. That's for sure. Like, my thoughts were just finally, 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 finally. I wish Ben Simmons was crying like that. And he could get a jump shot. Oh, gosh. Lay off the guy, man. And B's going to be different. He's going to be different now. I mean, we'll see. You see that kind of we'll see. And since he's on Twitter and he's a Twitter troll, we'll they're see. going to come at him with that constantly. Get angry. Get sad. Oh, do you know next playoffs, whoever's in the first round, everyone's going to have Joel and B crying faces in the crowd. You know how they got the LeBron face? Like, the Joel and B face is coming. In case you didn't know how playoffs and how this stuff works, that is officially Joel and B's troll meme. Wow, <laughs> that's Seriously. a good point. Yeah, it's gonna be the face for a little bit. It's gonna be the, the new Jordan. Can we bit. can we also talk about real quick how you were wrong about the Warriors? Yeah, that's fine. I was wrong. I was I wasn't wrong about the Warriors. I was wrong about the Rockets. Yeah, you were wrong about the Rockets, but. I thought that they could finally do – finally. Maybe take advantage of Kevin Durant not being there, but nope. No. Wrong again. Trust so me. We do, have, we do have the Western Conference Finals starting tonight. Or it starts tonight. Yes, it does. Oh, it started Wednesday. No, tonight. Western tonight. Conference Finals. Portland at Golden State. Who you got? No yeah. Kevin Durant. Um, Warriors. I'm not picking against them anymore. <laughs> yeah, I got the Warriors too. But a few other things that we got to touch quickly before we got here. Cavs hired Jim Bay, Jim Beeline. Sorry, John Beeline. Wow. I'm thinking Jim Beheim and John Beeline. John Beeline from Michigan as their new head coach. Just to put my thoughts out there. I like the hire. I think it's a really good hire for Sexton. It's a really good hire for Jenny. A good hire for whoever we draft with the upcoming lottery pick that we're going to have. And the draft lottery is also tonight. And for everybody listening, cross your fingers. Darnell. Have to get Zion. Darnell, these things are not tonight. They're Wednesday, I'm telling you. Like man, dude, man, 8.30 tonight is the draft lottery, man. You think I don't know? I thought they were Wednesday. All right. No, well. man, it's tonight, man. All of this is tonight. All right, man, if you say so. If I'm right. Wednesday is Bucks. Wednesday is Bucks and Raptors, man. I'm positive about this. Trust me. 
No, you're right. Tuesday, okay. No, you're right. So this is this is to hope Zion doesn't go to the Knicks. Because I'm like I just don't understand how like why why is everyone trying to just pencil in Zion to the Knicks? I hate it so much. I really do. You know it's gonna happen, right? No, it's not. You're the worst team in the league, so you don't get the number one overall pick. That's how the new draft lottery works. That's how it works? Yes. That's why that's why they changed the odds. They get another first overall pick. This is the only this is the only way for small markets to survive, man. The Knicks can't they can't win the lottery and then just get all of the best free agents. That's whack. So what are what is everyone else supposed to do? That's whack. We're supposed to hope to win the lottery and then watch our free watch our prized draft picks just walk away in seven years once they're finally good. Who's okay, we? Okay, this small market teams. Cleveland's a small market team. We're a mid-sized market, but still, we're treated like a small market team. That's your own fault. All right, this guy is here making breakfast, so I don't have anything else to say. On what do you mean? Nah, go ahead. We didn't talk about the Lakers. Go ahead. I'm hungry, dude. I got a The Lakers, Frank Vogel. I mean, I don't know what to make of Frank Vogel. He's okay. He's another retread. I'm just glad the Cavs didn't get another retread because this whole time I knew like retreads were off the table. We're not getting a retread. Yeah. So yeah. It sounds I mean so I, I it so, so weird cracking eggs on the podcast, man. I'm just Hey man. <laughs> we're multitasking. I'm sorry. I do apologize for everyone who's not a fan of me cracking eggs, but just know. Breakfast of Champions, I'm out here. We're grinding. It's like 7.30. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, but no, the, the hire is, it doesn't mean, it. I don't know. It it all really depends on who they get in free agency. If they can get a good free agent, no, one, no one's going to care who they have as head coach. Honestly, head coach can, is the most overrated position on a team when you don't have players. Because the bottom line is you need players to play. Well, yeah, I agree with that. What do you think about the Jason Kidd as the assistant coach? They're just setting up Frank Vogel to just get fired midway through the year. Yeah, but Frank Vogel's okay with it, so who cares, right? Yeah, it's true. I can't believe that they really they really wanted Jason Kidd just to sal- salvage Lonzo Ball. That's pretty much what this is about. We got to get Lonzo Ball to develop into who the player we thought he was going to be. They're not smart. I don't. Jason Kidd couldn't shoot early in his career. Maybe he can fix Lonzo a little bit. They're investing in Lonzo. I say that much. I mean, they don't have a choice now. I mean, as we we talked about a little bit with the Brandon Ingram situation, you can't make a trade. So I guess you kind of just gotta ride with this. Good luck, LeBron. Man, good, good, good luck, LeBron. Look at this situation you're in. All right, so what what do you what do you have to say about this whole? I don't, I'm not. I don't even want to waste any energy on this dumb report about this Ben Simmons Lebron trade. Can I say no and just move on? I have no idea what you're talking about. 
so no <laughs> i really okay. don't good thanks yeah anyway <clears throat> yeah but the lottery is tonight good we'll luck to everybody in all different stuff good luck to everybody involved the lottery is tonight and if you are not in the lottery wish everyone that is in the lottery good luck because this is one of those drafts that could possibly change a franchise and you never know what's going to happen so that's what i you got mean except that. The Knicks, right? everyone except the next the Knicks will be fine without the lottery is what i'm saying so like what? why? Like why do if they can they get been before. they got the max? If they can get free agents, then yes, they'll be fine. I don't but know if they can get, get free agents, and they you can't rig the lottery for them not to win in the lottery either. That, yeah. That's like what's the point? Real quick question before we go out: Kevin Durant, do you think there's now no chance that he stays because of the Steph Curry explosion? Because now it looks bad. <laughs> now it looks like he can't really stay, right? He can stay. He absolutely can stay. It looks like he should possibly consider staying more so than leaving if you're looking at it now. But I'm not Kevin Durant. I don't know what he he's thinking. It looks like he's over the Draymond thing, but you just never know. That can always resurface. I doubt it will, but, you know, you never know. We'll Real quick, because we might not record before, Bucks Raptors, who are you taking in the series? We're both taking the Warriors, so we don't even have to. I'm going to take the Bucks in game one. I mean, for the series. And for the series, I'm going to take the Bucks. I'm going to take the Bucks as well in six. I think that they're just. I think, the Bucks, I think, they, I think their bench is just better. Overall, the supporting cast is better around Giannis. I think when you look at Giannis and Kawhi, Matched up head to head, I think Giannis is slightly better. Even though it's close, it's close enough to where it's a toss up. And if you look at the rest of the pieces on the team, I think Milwaukee just has more. So that's where I stand with that. Mm -hmm. I think Chris Middleton is going to be the difference. I mean, they just the Raptors just don't have that secondary score consistently like him. Um, and I think the Bucks are just going to just keep scoring, score, score, score. One one hundred five, one ten, and I think we've we've seen that's kind of out of the Raptors' range. Um, so that's what I have there. All right, yeah, good stuff. All right, well, guys, thank you, guys. Hopefully, you enjoyed this edition of Swish. Um, woo, a lot of fun times, playoffs. You know, heading into this final round, the East, uh, Eastern and West Conference Finals. One of the Better second rounds I can remember. Two game sevens and an incredible Steph Curry outburst. Um, just not a lot of fun stuff happening, and it's going to continue to happen. So, uh, for Darnell Jones, this is Demetrius Mason, and um, until next time. Yeah!